there's another very nice pshat on the concept of Anila Doidi Vidoidi Li on the Pasak from the Be'er Maim Chaim. Be'er Maim Chaim was a Chassidish Rebbe, a tzaddik who lived in it, was the Rav in Chernovitz. It's a well known Chassidish Sefer. It says, Anila Doidi Vidoidi Li. What is the deeper meaning of this? It says, it says in the Gemara that Rabchanine Ben Doisa, when his daughter came to him, she says that we don't have any oil to light candles in the house to illuminate the house so he said to her what do we have in the house and she said we have not oil but vinegar not shaman but choymets vinegar so he said to her, no the same god who said that oil can burn can serve as fuel for fire can also decree that vinegar should be the fuel for fire and you can light a candle with vinegar by the way, the Baal says that how, what's the mechanics behind creating such a miracle? And as the Gemara said, that indeed, that's what she did. And they had fire, they had candle, they had light in the house from vinegar. Baal says, he tells us the secret behind the scenes, how it's done. He says every uh, entity in creation has a combination of letters which represent a divine confluence of energies that, sustain that, that sustains that existence, that entity. Oil is spelled Shemen Shin Mem Nun. Every letter in the Hebrew alphabet represents a certain energy, and it's the confluence of the three energies of Shin Mem and Nun that creates the, 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 the entity of oil. And Chaymetz, which is uh, vinegar, is the Ches Mem Tzadik, has in it the code for the creation of, of vinegar. But a tzaddik, like Rabbi ben Deise, can say to Hashem, listen, why don't you change the code? The, I have only vinegar in the house. I need to have it, the code changed into shin mem nun, into the, the same code that is in oil should be in the, in the vinegar. And that's how he managed to get it to burn. At any rate, so Rabbi, um, the Be'emayim Chaim, says, well, how does a person, how does a person get to a point where they can actually make such a change, create such a miracle? Rebbe did it so matter-of-factly. He said, oh, okay. And the one who said oil should burn can make vinegar burn. It's like it wasn't a big deal. It's because Rebbe was a man, a miraculous individual. Miraculous, not that he experienced miracles from Hashem. He created miracles within himself. Creating miracles in yourself means that you go beyond the perceived limits that you have. When a person goes the extra mile to do something for someone else, something for Hashem, and they stretch themselves beyond their own limits, that's creating a miracle. You, you surpass the boundaries, the natural boundaries of your own limited sensibilities and strength. Hashem reciprocates that by also saying, I'm going to stretch the limits of nature too. And I'm going to go beyond the limits of the natural rules and the laws of nature. And, and, and vinegar can also burn. The way I connect with Hashem, Hashem reciprocates the same way. If we behave in a miraculous manner in the way we serve Hashem, then Hashem treats us the same way. And if not, then it teaches us in a more limited way. The nature is, you know, 
is is the rule. Just want to mention that this idea that if we do go beyond ourselves, Hashem reciprocates with a miracle. I had a neighbor who was a Holocaust survivor. He was a Baba Vachasit. His name was Shol Hutterer, very famous guy in the Polish Hasidish world. He was a neighbor of ours. And he told me an amazing story. When he was in the, in the concentration, concentration camp, there was a very famous head of the camp, Nazi, Yamach Shemui, Who's I think it was in the in the movies featured in the movies of Schindler's List. His name was Hans Get. He was a vicious anti-Semite who loved and relished in killing a Jew. Watching a Jew being devoured by his vicious dog, he had a vicious dog. He would use the dog to tear a Jew to pieces. Uh, my neighbor said I saw with my own eyes how his dog tore a Jew to pieces. This neighbor of mine came from a Hasidic uh, community and he saw that in the camps there were elderly rabbis who refused to eat the food from the camp because of questions of kashos. So he risked his life and every morning at five in the morning he would go out. There was a potato field right outside the camp. He would steal potatoes, put in his shirt, but he would go before dawn so that it would be dark, they wouldn't see him. He would find a moment when the guards were asleep and there was a breach in the fence somewhere, and that's how he managed to sneak out. He would bring back potatoes, and he would find fire. He would manage to find some fire. He would bake these potatoes in the barracks, uh, behind the backs of the Nazi officers, and that's how he would feed his rabbi. He sustained them for months and months. He literally risked his life on a daily basis. One day, he made a big mistake. He forgot to come back before dawn and it was getting bright outside and he was still in the potato field collecting the potatoes and suddenly realized that he had forgotten forgotten to come back before dawn and suddenly he hears a call, the sound of a voice that called him in German come here he looked, turned around and he was terrified he saw Hans get himself, whose house was right outside the camp, the fence of the camp. He was outside the fence, right at the edge of the potato field. Hans get noticed him, and he motioned with his fingers to come right to him. That meant basically that he's going to kill him right there. He killed Jews for nothing, for not doing anything, just like for sport, for recreation, he would shoot a Jew. Here, <laughs> he was caught red-handed. He tells him to come come to him, and he says, what are you doing here? And of course, he didn't answer. Then he called his dog out. He had a Jewish boy that tended to his dog. He took the boy to his house. He said, you take care of my dog. Anyway, so he told the boy, bring the dog out. And he told the dog, mensch. He called the dog mensch. Estas schwein, eat this pig. Pointing to Shoal, my neighbor. The dog would usually happily jump on a person and bite him and, and torture him to death. But for some reason, the dog didn't move. And Hans kept telling the dog, Mensch, come on, eat this, this pig. And it wouldn't move. Finally, he took his whip and started beating the dog. The dog took the beating and didn't move. It was a strange thing. So finally, Hans said, listen, took the dog, take, took, 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 told the boy, take the dog back in. He pulled out his revolver, 
and said to my neighbor, start walking. He wanted to walk away so he can shoot him. And he says, walk. He starts walking, so he starts saying, Krishna Vidu, he says, it was since the end of my life. The guy started clicking with it, pulling the trigger, and nothing came out. He got annoyed at his revolver, he looked at it, still couldn't figure out. He told him, come back. And started walking again, started pulling again. Nothing. Click, click, nothing. And so a third time. Finally, Hans says, I don't know, you have schwein, meaning you have luck. Go back into the camp, I don't want to see you again here. The whole camp heard about this, and the Sumamish and Nes Goloi that saved his life. A man gave his life for other people. He risked his life. He went beyond himself, something which nobody else would do. Who would risk his life like this every morning? A young man, a teenager, to help and save other people. So the Abishan made a, an open, radical miracle in front of his eyes.